Welcome, one and all, to a brand new episode of the Loftus Party Podcast. My name is Michael, and I will be your host and comedic Sherpa for today's show. We got a good one for you. We got a, a really good one for you. An amazing guest. Uh, we have Mr. Scott Lebedo on the show. You've seen Scott all over uh, Instagram, social media, the news. He's a wonderfully talented artist, an outspoken uh, critic of the bullshit. And he's no Johnny Come Lately. He's been doing this for a while. He has a new movie coming out, a wonderful documentary. So we're going to talk to uh, Scott Lebedo. Just thrilled that he's on the show. And then what we're going to do, uh, we're just going to let this roll. I want you guys to, to meet this dude and, and listen to what he's got to say. Great guy. We're going to save all the news and stuff for the Patreon segment of the show. Yeah, because there's lots to talk about with uh, what's going on in New Mexico and the governor down there and uh, her severe lack of constitutional understanding. We're, we got some updates about the 51 members of the intelligence community that said Hunter's laptop had all the, the, the earmarks of uh, Russian disinformation. And also... Uh, big tech censorship news, all kinds of stuff. And then there's going to be a wonderful, there's going to be sex food. I have some, we have, we're going to have some sex food talk. So it's a, it's an amazing show. It's a great show. Thanks for being here uh, on the podcast. Yes, there will be a, a guitar appearance at during the Patreon segment. So sit back. So glad you're here. Thank you guys for everything that you do. Here's the interview with Scott Lebedo. I will see you over on Patreon, you cool kids. Ladies and gentlemen, the quality of guest on this show continues to go up. I've been trying to lock this guy down for a while. He's just too damn busy. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show uh, the one and only Scott Lebedo. He's 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 the 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 big talker from Staten Island. He's the massively successful artist. He's the man about town. You've seen him throwing pizzas. Scott, how you doing, man? All right, good, my friend. Very very good. <laughs> I t I tried to listen. I it's it's wild. You've been doing like uh the videos on instagram for a while but i think a lot of people probably saw you when you were throwing the pizzas when 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 new york went so crazy they started going after like the 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 pizza ovens it's a fucking shit show over here brother it's a shit show <laughs> i've been doing this for 30 years fighting you know, just fighting and warning people that, uh, you know, these days would be coming. And, you know, we were all very complacent and sucking up the milk and honey. And nobody thought it would be coming down the pipeline. And here the fuck it is. I can't curse, right? Sure. Cuss away, guy. All right. It's just part of my verbiage. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, every couple of years, every few months, I do something outrageous where it does get... Uh, the world's attention and uh, as simple as it sounded as silly as it sounded by launching some pizza over the gates of city hall it was a shout heard around the world because uh it's happening all over the place you know these radical woke sons of bitches just keep trying to change the working man taking away our 
our lives. And, you know, although it was just pizza, it represented all of these over-the-top regulations and, and, and big brother bullshit to just to charge the working man more money, spend another 20 grand to put in these vents because this fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking pizza is killing the fucking ozone and all of this bullshit. It ain't the fucking pizza. It ain't the cow farts. It's it, it's it it's it, it just blows your mind. It just it, it really, really does. blows your mind. It really does. And then here's here's the thing where, I mean, I've I've kind of felt like I've been ahead of the curve just a little bit. Like I had, I guess I had my wake up call in in 2014. Right. That's that's when I when I realized like, uh oh, something is really wrong and it's deep. I, yeah. But like when when was that moment for you? When did you when did you sit up and just have your like, oh, shit, this has gone off the rails. It's the perfect story of the artist finding his calling. It was back in the early 90s. And I went to find myself, you know, if those of you who don't know Staten Island. Uh, is a very conservative, patriotic, military, civil servants, cops, firemen, bus drivers, you know, you name it. We, you know, Staten Island lost, uh, lost uh, more people than any other county in America or the world, for that matter, at, on 9-11, because it is, you know, all the f- cops and firemen and Port Authority workers and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, so, you know, I go off from my little red borough as an artist to find my calling in the big city of Manhattan. And you know, Manhattan, if you could make it there, you could make it anywhere, especially in the arts. And I started to approach galleries and art clubs and stuff. And it was just blew my mind that, you know, these this creative community was so anti-American, anti-flag. You know, to them, the flag was oppressive. And, you know, it kind of started, you know, that's when I saw it. And yeah. there was one gallery. One gallery had an American flag on the floor. And you had to wipe your feet when you walked into the gallery. Jesus. And I said, no fucking way. I don't care how famous and rich that this art world can make me in this city. Fuck this. I want no part of this. My grandfather served in World War II. I have uncles in Vietnam. That flag means everything to them. And these, you know, they're calling our veterans and military baby killers and how oppressive. And, you know, this is back in the 90s. And I said, no, fuck this. I'm bringing that flag back to life. Here's my calling. Um, I don't want any part of this art world. And what really blew my mind is that us artists should be the most patriotic, you know, painters, sculptors, writers, musicians, you know, comedians like yourself. Yeah. Um, We have more freedoms than anybody else in the world, in the country. You know, we get to test the boundaries of that First Amendment right more than anyone else. And therefore, to me, we should be the most patriotic because of that extensive the most sexiest beast of all is the First Amendment. You know, I paint and say whatever the hell I want, and so do most other artists. And to bash the thing that gave that you that right, you know, the blood in those red stripes of the men who fucking bled in a filthy foxhole to death alone so you could, you know, paint and put, you know, Christ in urine or whatever shit you want to do, you know, two penises slapping off a fucking back of a penguin's head, you know, uh-huh. as shitty as it is, maybe it is the right to the artist. And here they are pissing on the people that gave them that. And that's it's, when I said, nope. You know, and that's also yeah. when I noticed the political correctness rearing its ugly head from the ground. And I said, 
this motherfucker is going to grow to be the size of Godzilla one day. And I'm going to use my art and my unique, simple verbiage from Staten Island. And I'm going to bring light upon this and warn people that if we don't fucking pay attention here, we're going to get fucked. And right now, brother, I don't have to tell you, we're fucked. Yeah. Yeah, there's a weird thing, and I noticed it in in Hollywood as well, because I was out there for a lot of years. Like the art world, you you'd think that like the the world of the working actor, uh, you know, and comedian would would be they'd be so conservative because Not you are necessarily conservative. I, I disagree with you on that. I am very, very liberal. I live in New York City. I have a lot of liberal family members, and you know, my my girlfriend is liberal. I don't know how long that's going to last, but we get along. It's people are shocked by it. Uh, but no, I have a lot of liberal tendencies and I can understand those in the arts that do have it and I'm fine with it. But don't you dare fucking tread on what, how you got it. I think, I think maybe I, I chose the wrong word. I guess I would say small government minded because yeah. you go out as an actor or as a comedian, whatever you, you go out there alone, man, you are leading with your own chin. You're not getting a lot of help from the government. You think that like being in, and then I think when there's success, once you start sprinkling in success, there's like a guilt that comes with it. And that's why there's all these freaking posers like, like Jim Carrey, man. Jim Carrey's like a freaking straight up socialist now. Like once you reach success, you just, you, you, you have a guilt over it. So you just start exuding this like pro-communist bullshit. That's just my theory. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There's so much guilt on the left, and that's why they become so radical, you know, this, whether it's with racism or the environment, you know. And it's also this love-me mentality, especially in Hollywood, you know, and, and in the arts, because we do have a gift, you know. It is a gift, and, and, you know, we all have an ego. You know, I create things that really blow people's minds, and, you know, you get an ego out of it, and I understand, but I do humble myself and realize why I have it. Um, but there's a lot of this love me, love me, love me, you know, look at me. I'm saving the two headed fucking nap. You know, yes. uh, I, I, look at me, love me. Somebody fuck me. You know, I'm going to get laid because, you know, uh, oh yeah, well, I'm, I'm not eating meat because I'm going to eat some fucking kale, fucking hamburger or whatever. <laughs> I, I, fine. But it's like, love me, love me, look at me, you know, and yes. it's that, that trophy child trophy thing that just extended. Well, that's see, that's where I think like, art and culture can be the only thing that makes the difference and and like I, i've said this before on 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 my show it's like ben shapiro and and those dudes i think they're great you know and they're like facts don't care about your feelings and that's how we view the world but i think the left is like my feelings don't care about your facts they they, they don't their feelings override everything and that's why like through art and the culture that's the only way I think we can shift stuff. It's always it's always the artists who change. Uh, we you know we we our job is to portray society. You know most artists just take the easy route. I mean I again I could I could have went that direction. I could have been a filthy millionaire. You know I know my talent if I succumb to the isms of their fucking elitist agenda. And I am a fucking eagle. I've always been that way. I'm a middle child. And I was like, nobody tells me what the fuck to do. And I'm not going to, I don't need, I actually had the opportunity. Uh, it was a group of people, the same people that actually made Kanye West who he was. I'm wow. not going to mention any names. Really, you know, city folks, big names. 
you know, musicians, uh, uh, um, actors and producers and stuff. And through a friend, they were like, Scott, we want to bring you to this level. This is about 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. And they said, well, you're going to wear this. You know, we're going to make you a millionaire. We're going to make you the next great Peter Max or whatever. You know, and that's how it works in the art world, as we've seen with, you know, Hunter Biden, who's a piece of shit artist. But yet it's who the art world picks, which, which blows. But my point is they were like, well, then you have to drop the politics. You can't talk. And I just said, I, I, I you know, um, thank you. But really, I appreciate this offer. But my heart, I can't. I just can't do it. That's not what an artist is. Yeah. The true artist gets a beating. I mean, I've been beaten. You've seen, you know, last year my head cracked open from somebody who hated me and Trump supporting, hated Trump and called me. Every, I get my car. I get my property damaged. I get threats all the time. Sometimes I need security. And people are like, why don't you stop, man? You, you're going to get yourself killed. And, you know, and I'm like, I, I don't fucking care. I am doing what the artist is supposed to do at this point in our history. You know, I'm not blowing myself up, but. I am patting myself on the back because I stuck this shit out for 30 years. I ate shit. I borrowed money from loan sharks. I've lived in my car. You name it. Uh, and uh, one good thing, I always got hot women. You know, the artists always got <laughs> That's, That was the one fucking good thing. But, and now it's like people are coming up to me and like, you know, kind of worshiping me, you know, to a point where it's uncomfortable. And because they finally see that I'm not that clown 20 years ago on the front page of the post in handcuffs because they threw horseshit at the Brooklyn Museum because they were defecating on Jesus and so on and so on and so on so many times. And now they see and they say, holy shit, now we get what you were trying to tell us. So it is my success is not my financial situation because I'm still, you know, not in that and I don't care about that. I make money to keep the fight going and I help the veterans and so on and so on. Um, but my success is that I have reached that achievement of, in my eyes, you know, again, call it egotistical, a great fucking artist, not the execution of my brushstrokes. It is what I do and how I do it and the subject matter that no one wanted to touch 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Which how many times how many times a day do you just have to like just suck it up and grit your teeth and be like i tried to tell you i tried it's got to be frustrating man it's like, not you've anymore. been screaming this for years and now people are finally waking up yeah i mean i i've learned to i still give tough love to people who still don't get it you know i'm holding these rallies and last night we had close to a thousand people because i'm good at getting people together but i always say if there was ten thousand people I would say this should be 20 and shame on you for not being here. Shame on you for bitching on your fucking keyboard. Scott, you're the greatest Patriot. What can we do? I, uh, I, I, well, I got the fucking golf outing to go to, 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 well, fuck you. You should have been at the rally. Get out in the street because people are noticing what we're doing all over the world in Staten Island with this illegal alien shelter smack dab in the middle of this residential neighborhood, hardworking, taxpaying men and women and their children. Young girls go right to school right across the street from these young men who are not vetted for anything. The moral of the story is get your fucking asses out in the street peacefully because they watch. They see that. That's why they've been fucking us. And I'm talking about the globalists, even around the world, Canada, Australia, this is happening, France. I get fans all over saying we have the same problems what you're having. And people need to get, this is the, again, your first amendment to peacefully gather. And we never gathered. You know, I would beg people and there would be three people that show up. It would make me fucking nuts. 
Now they are gathering and they are watching. And that is the only way that can change this. Obviously voting, but we got to fix that a little bit. Uh, but it's just to people, I can't say it enough, get out in the street when there's a rally, get there. Put yeah. It, uh, our founding fathers, uh, well, Scott, I can't take the day off, but you took three weeks off to go to Cancun like you do every fucking time. Our founding fathers neglected the crops that put the food on their table and money in their bank. They said, fuck these crops, let them rot for two days. I'm going out in the street and fighting for this country. So I don't like excuses from anybody. Because excuses equal failure. Yeah, you know what, man? And and there's you cannot replace just seeing an absolute shit ton of people out in the streets. There's no replacement for it. I always thought it was like like with with you know COVID and and the Wuhan and the China virus. That like that was kind of a test. And I always thought it was interesting that you know they didn't close down the liquor stores in Pennsylvania. They closed down all these businesses, but they didn't close down the liquor stores because they knew that those freaking people would be pissed. Like, yeah. you're if you start taking away somebody's booze, they were they were afraid. They're, we're yeah, gonna no, piss I, these people off. Um, I'm an old school bar fly, and I found all the speakeasies and participated in a couple of them myself. It was kind of cool because it was like the Roaring Twenties. They were speakeasies all over, backdoor, basement. And uh, yeah, no, no, don't touch my fucking booze. This fucking clown is now talking about, you know, they're trying to limit a couple of drinks a day or whatever it is. Did you hear this bullshit? Yes. Yes. What the fuck? You you don't touch my fucking, don't even touch my fucking martinis, my vodka. (laughs) You want to see a man motherfucking flip out? But yes, seriously, but that's why, that's why we need people in the streets over these issues, like what you're saying, so that when... When the people who make these policies go, they can look and they go, oh, holy shit. Look at all those people in Staten Island. They are pissed about this. We better hold and these the are on. working people. This isn't Antifa and these people right. with no fucking jobs, you know, save the two headed tree frog. Uh, look at me, 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 me. You know, these are fucking working people and pissed off fucking people. You know what it's like controlling tough men who work their asses off with that half a million dollar house? And their kids that go to school across the street from these young adult males, you do not fucking put anything between these men and women and their children. And these, I had to stop people from doing some stupid shit. Thank God I was running these rallies. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's I, really, in my opinion, I mean, don't you kind of think that that's what they're doing with these insane sentences on these January Sixers? They're just they're they're trying to dissuade anybody on the right from going out to protest because like, hey, you go out and you protest, you might be looking at like 22 years. Oh, dude, I am a mock man. I've already sat down with the feds for one of my protests at at, uh, another one I was going to do and terrorist task force and so on. I'm a I'm a mock man, but I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I go. I know just how to go without going over that line. You know, I've been a got arrested two weeks ago, just standing in the street with Curtis Lewa. You know, we wanted that collar to bring more attention to it. Uh, the cops, you know, treated me well because I'm their biggest supporter. Uh, yeah. But it's getting tough. It's getting tough because the cops, are, you know, they got to do their job. But this top, top brass, they could talk to the mayor. They could talk to him. And, you know, they got to it's it's getting it's getting ugly. You know, I got to keep the peace. I'm trying to keep the peace. People are fucking pissed. 
You know, yeah. the guys that fucking tore up the city in 2020, Antifa, BLM, federal buildings set on fire, cops, people killed, and in and out the fucking doors, of, the revolving doors of justice. And, uh, you know, to see this fucking guy to get 22 fucking years, that's fucking bullshit. I know people in there that did nothing except walk in that building, our building, just scrolling through. You sort of look footage. Yeah. That's still in that hall. And I, I, you know, in a nutshell, I am an optimist with all of this. I really am. Uh, because I do know a lot of people on the left who have been those, you know, self-righteous. No, in fact, Trump, I don't, it's not even about Trump. I mean, it is. But, you know, even here in the city, it's like it's this what we're doing here. It's not about Trump. I mean, at the top, it is. If he was still in office, we wouldn't have this illegal alien bullshit. But it's, uh, you know, it's just uh, I'm optimistic that these people on the left are coming over. I know they are. People actually, you know, it makes me it makes me cry. You know, I, I'm not a tough guy, but I'm, you know, I'm a strong guy. And, you know, listening to the national anthem the whole way or seeing a veteran and shaking his hand and mm, him thanking me, <clears throat> excuse me, I get choked up already. Yeah, you know, for supporting him, and uh, and then when somebody comes up and says, "For thirty years, I've been a liberal prick, and I see the light now, Scott." And you know, thank you for showing me, and I'm keeping it a little low key. And I said, "I'm not here to gloat, you know, and rip into you. I'm just welcome, and welcome for seeing the light." So I know, you know, and again, you know, all these again in New York City, you know, these fucking Upper West Side liberals that got a fucking forty million dollar brownstone. It ain't worth yeah. shit. It's worth less than half of that now because they vote for these policies to keep these, you know, migrants and homeless and thugs and criminals ramming through their streets. So they're like, oh, you know what? This is affecting me now. You know, pain yeah. compliance, it's called. Curtis Leo was talking about it. Yeah. Pain compliance. They have to experience someone getting raped in their family, robbed, you know, murdered, beat over the head with a cane. You know, their economic situation and there's only so much they can take. And then they have to fucking house to, you know, these are the people that were the, the college graduates. And, you know, they took every fucking course in liberal colleges and and, you know, liberal arts and this and that. And they're the geniuses, but they're the stupidest knuckle dragon motherfuckers in the world. This knuckle dragger, me, who just <laughs> barely got out of high school. I'm the fucking genius now. <laughs> we're, we're, us, us assholes, dude. Us knuckle dragon idiots are the fucking geniuses now. All right, we're gonna take a little break. We're gonna come back, and I, I love where this is going. I love, I love the optimism, and I'm right there with you. You, you can only keep reality at bay for for uh, such a long time, and then you wake up. So everybody, hang in there. Uh, we're gonna come right back with more of uh, Scott Labedo talking about his work talking about his latest movie, which is amazing. And we're going to tell you guys uh, all about that. So stick around. We'll be right back. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 
of pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. back as promised with scott labedo when we when we left it there was that that sense of of optimism and i'm getting it too as things get worse and it's like i don't know have you ever heard of uh cheryl atkinson no she's a former she's a former cbs journalist obama was spying on her they hacked her laptop all of this stuff she's an independent journalist and she's kept a list of all the uh, media, uh, and then in air quotes, uh, mistakes about Trump. And you have to think that that people on the left, when they realize all these giant lies they've been fed, like they're going to be so pissed off. They're going to be Absolutely. so pissed off. Like the masks were a lie. Russia collusion was a lie. COVID was a lie. Bidenomics is a lie. You know, uh, this whole no no cash bail bullshit, keeping you safer is a lie. Like, it's – I want it to hurry up. I want people to realize they've been living in the Truman Show a lot faster. Well played. Well played. My, 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 what, you know, I tell people – again, I, 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 I'm not here to, to make friends. I give tough love especially to my fans and my fellow patriots because I'm trying to wake them up more. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make things right with the tools that I have. And I tell people, you know, when they're like, oh, my God, this world is, we're over, we're fucked. And I'm like, let me tell you something. I'm happy this is happening. I'm very happy that this is happening, how fucked up that sounds, because it was going to happen. And I'm happy it's happening now than in 10, 15 years from now. Because we would have lost a lot more people. We would have gotten so far deep left. And that next generation would have caught on and just got buried into it. So I'm glad it was happening now. It's supposed to happen. It's a test. We've had them before. World War II. The Bay of Pigs. You know, I'm sure there are others. You know, but this is the big one. This is the big one. And it's so bad that it need, it has to get better. It has to change. You know, yeah. or we're fucked. And I just, again, it's so fucked that people have to just look and say, yeah, I guess I was a little bit of a dick, you know, listening to all of this bullshit. And now my life is fucked. You know, it's, it's, it. it's you know, it's this whole Trump thing, man. It's like I tell people, you know, it's like my analogy. I think I used it in my speech. I don't know if I did. It's, you know, your house is on fire and you're kids are screaming out the second floor window with their hair on fire and this fireman across the street from you he's a prick you don't like him you don't like the color of his tan you don't like his tweets you know you don't like his fucking hairdo you know but that motherfucker is going to come over and save your kids do you give two fucks about his (laughs) hair his tweets his arrogance no 
That's exactly who Trump is. Don't yeah. Get, this guy's saving your fucking lives. Don't have to like him. Put your shit aside. Put your feelings aside. Look at your pocketbook. Look at your children's safety in their community, what they're teaching your kids in school, what they're forcing them in school. And so on down the road goes the list. Shut the fuck up. Get this man his four years back. After that, then the other shiny keys can pop in. DeSantis can come in and take eight years. But right now, DeSantis, stay in Florida. You're wet behind the ears. The swamp will eat you up no matter how many life preservers you got. Whether it's Haley, Scott, Christie, Pence, you are never going to survive the swamp. Trump owns the fucking swamp. Yeah. Well, that's, I tell you, that's, that's my whole thing right now. They know that if Trump gets back in, he is just going to go completely and total bull in a China shop. And that's what I want. We that's have to I have want. that. And, and then, and they get these people, uh, Oh, I, we're done with it. It's too much. Let's just all get along and unify. Fuck you. They fucked us so hard. The reason Trump got elected is because I say it over and over again. We are a nation of balance. I like balance on my mother's grave. If it was the conservatives doing now to this country, what the liberals are doing, I'd be doing the same exact shit right now, brother, from the left to keep Amen. the balance. The left, every once in the 70s, we were a little more liberal. In the 80s, we got a little more conservative. And I'm moving my hands up and down about six inches and then meeting them together. But the fucking left, a couple of decades ago, took it to the fucking moon. And you cannot do that in this country. You cannot yeah. do it. That's how Donald Trump got elected. The number one reason. Because they woke up the sleeping giant, which is middle America. And a lot of these city liberals, they, <laughs> New York has 8 million. Chicago has 4 million or whatever. LA has 10 million. There's another 350 million motherfuckers that live in this country who make the fucking rules. And you can give them all the ambient you want. These motherfuckers are not going back to sleep. Dig it. And I, I love it when... When people on the left and these these like, you know, educated pundits on the left, they make it sound like Trump is some kind of like snake oil salesman and he has everybody hypnotized. Dude, this has been building for decades for and like the best. That's why uh, build the wall resonated like like Reagan before Reagan left. He's like, we should build some kind of barrier. We got to get this under control. And they lied to him. This has been going on for decades, and they still are pretending like it's impossible to fix. They still are pretending like, oh, we don't know what to do here. It's bad. They madness. know what to do. They don't want, it's all part of, you know, I don't want to get deep into it because I'm not that conspiracy guy, but it is this globalization bullshit with BlackRock and this fucking Soros. I don't know how that guy gets away with, he gets away with just to destroy and divide and it's, you know, the division, the, the racism bullshit. It's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. I am an 80s boy. I partied in every fucking club. I went to gay clubs to support my gay friends. We had trans people hanging in our bar. We all got along. Black, white, Jew, Muslim. I was the token guinea in our local bar. We had the mm. token trans guy. And you know what we did? We made the fuck fun of each other. We made jokes about each other. We humiliated each other. And we loved each other. And then these motherfuckers came in and said, no, we can't have this unity and this family. We need to split this family up. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's not like it just kept getting worse. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, man, slavery sucked ass. Horrible, disgusting. A black mark on uh, on us as a country back in the day, even in the 60s. You know, if I was around when Rosa Parks got told to go to the back of the bus, I'd be in jail and that white dude would be in a hospital because that's how my liberal mother brought us up. You know, it's all fucking bullshit. You loaded for Trump. You're a conservative. You're a white supremacist, racist, homophobic bigot. Fuck off. <laughs> well said, man. Now, is this I, I got to ask, do you touch on this in the movie, in the in the documentary and like. And and remind remind the listeners of, of the title. I've I've seen the extended trailer. I can't wait to see the whole thing. What's what's the title of the movie? The Relentless Patriot. That's a great one. Which is pretty much what I am. I am fucking relentless. And again, a little unorthodox. That's why I stand out because most artists are on the left. Yeah. And you know, and I've been pushing it. I've gotten beaten. The art world destroyed me. And I sit back and I eat it up because I know it pisses them off. Oh, does it piss them off that I made it without them, without their club? Yeah. So do you have a distributor now for the movie or can people go we, online? And We got picked up. No, no, no. We were going to distribute it ourselves and shop it around. And, you know, again, I put whatever money I had into this. My director put whatever. We had some fundraising. We raised a little bit of money. Um, four or five years it took us to put this together and it's 30 years of me doing this, you know, yeah. all of it, all on video, me getting arrested, videos, footage of it, me painting flags across the country, raising thing, money and awareness for veterans and fighting the political correct garbage. And it's all full of it. It's constant. It's nonstop. It's very stimulating visually. And, um, we finally, these hot, these fans of mine, Hollywood people, believe it or not, it's a group of conservative Hollywood folks. Yeah. Uh, the guy by the name of Arthur Sarkissian, he did a couple of, uh, he produced uh, all the Rush Hour movies. And oh, there's wow. this pocket of all these conservative producers and movie people like, uh, you know, Mel Gibson and, and they're all connected and they're all ready to come out of the fucking closet. And they jumped on my 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 video because they saw what happened with the movie the freedom uh uh sound of freedom down the freedom movie which it just blew it out of the water and that's a big sign right there so my timing was just perfect because this is the next totally different kind of movie but the, the next sound of freedom and they're going to go to theaters with it so everything's getting tightened up right now the movie is complete we're just uh, uh we got to do just licensing for, you know people that you know, the news clips, you know, unfortunately, Fox News that I've been on for fucking 20 years, they want, you know, $15,000 for a couple of seconds, couple of minutes. So that we're, we're just taking care of all of that bullshit now. And then uh, so realistically, it'll probably in theaters uh, sometime in the beginning of the next year, uh, 2024. See, that's so, great timing, too. That's great yeah. timing, too. Oh, I told them I signed a contract with them. And I said, if this movie is not out before the election then the deal is off. You know, they put some money in and it was a big chance that I was taking. But I said, this is what it was all built up for. It has to be out to 2024. It has to. Yeah. So back and forth. And they finally agreed. They saw that. Yeah, it must. It must. Okay. Uh, so so is, is, very there, is there a website? Where can people go and look at the trailer? I want people to see the trailer. 
Yeah, my uh, right up so front first thing on my website when you go to, and you know, and I have all my artwork and a lot of press stuff on there too. You can look around; it's a pretty cool website. So I'm, uh, I'm Scott Lobato, scottlobato.com, S C O T T L O B A I D O, scottlobato.com. Yeah. I was just about to say you better spell that shit out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I'm a, it's an Italian thing. <laughs> How long have you been battling that? How long have you been battling the misspelling of your name? It's the nature of the beast, you know. It's an Italian name. I get Scott Libido, Scott Libido, which I understand Libido. It's you know, I'm that guy. Uh, yeah, but I get some weird ones. But I always, uh, it's it's what it is. It's all right. It's all so right. when so when did your family come over from Italy? How what generation uh, are you? I'm the fourth generation. My great grandparents came here uh, many moons ago and moved to Staten Island. And we've been here, you know, my family's been here ever since. My, I don't have children that I know of, but my brothers have uh, nieces, kids with kids. So some of them are fifth, sixth generation. Wow. So are, now I, I, I'm just, this, I find this interesting. What did, what did great granddad do when he came over? Like when he came over to the States, what did he end up doing? Uh, what my, my father's father's uh, father. Um, opened up a little, uh, butcher shop. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but funny story about my great grandfather on my mother's side. He, when he came here, uh, from Italy, he went back to Italy, uh, just to straighten out, I guess, whatever his farm or sale, whatever, whatever it was. And the war broke out and they told him, you're not going back because we're fighting America. You know, you have to stay here and fight against America. And yeah. He was like, fuck that. And they put him away. <laughs> they put him away, and then when the war was over, they let him back to America. But he said, "Fuck no, I'm an American," <clears throat> and uh, I think that's where I get a lot of my, uh, you know, love for this country. Uh, yeah, that is very cool. Now, are you are you the first uh, are you the first artist? In, uh, in actually, family? my mother, yeah, pretty much, pretty much the first professional artist. My brother's got a little bit of the talent. My my dad, uh, simple man worked sanitation hard-working man picked up garbage never complained today but he could build the taj mahal with a home depot gift card in a week he had wow. that gift to work with his hands and create with his hands he built our first home from scratch and my mother was a beautiful dress person she was an illustrator and she never did anything with it because she had had us us three fucking maniacs to deal with um but yeah and uh, that's where i get it from because i love sculpting and building and paint just as much as painting and I get it from both my parents, you know, and my advice that I was given, which I worship because I am this yin yang guy. I'm a very compassionate man when it comes to helping the less fortunate. And that was my mother's advice. She says, do whatever you want with your life, as long as you believe it in your heart and always take care of the less fortunate. And that includes injured animals and so on. And my father's advice was, son, take shit from nobody. <laughs> so it's the perfect fucking yin yang you can't you, you can't fix it oh that's awesome dude everybody needs to go uh to to scottlebato.com uh, and check out the trailer for the relentless patriot i've seen it a couple times it uh it, and it looks fantastic uh from a guy who's been on the the, the tv and film side of things it, it, it's a great story uh, one that everybody needs to see and share with their friends. And as a film, as a film, it, it looks great. I mean, it's like, I think pro probably because the nature of what you do, 
you know, as as yeah, an artist. Yeah, director but, Chris Chris Martini, uh, great last name because that's what I yeah. drink. Um, yeah, he uh, he came at me about four or five years ago just to do an interview for one of, a documentary he was doing about patriotism. <clears throat> and after sitting with me for, for two hours, I had him crying, laughing, pissed off. He said, "Nope, we're doing your documentary." And I said, <laughs> "I got a briefcase full of thirty years of everything. Let's put it together." And he took the Mona Lisa and put the frame on it, you know, and it's uh, it's it's about art. It's about patriotism. It's about, you know, fighting. It's a battle cry. It's about, you know, peace, believe it or not, um, you know, and, you know, getting yourself up and fighting for your country because no one's going to do it for you except you. That is the gospel truth right there. Well, Scott, dude, thanks so much for being on. I want you to come back uh, the closer we get to the film being released. That's exciting as shit, man. I love to hear about, like, patriot artists coming together and supporting one another. Congrats on the film and, and everything. Uh, and I'm, I'm just excited for this shit to come out. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be uh, – I haven't even realized how powerful – it's going to change, you know, everything. It really is. And I really think it's going to – help the election i really think it will because it'll open people's eyes up a little more in an unorthodox way for those who don't know me you know uh, you know there's cursing in there there's going to be the bible belt to get a little squeamish but the people we have showed the screening to there was some folks there was this one old dude 80 something years old and he hates the word fuck and after <laughs> he saw the screening his son came up and he said i cannot believe that my father said that the word fuck is necessary in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there you have it, folks. <laughs> That's great. Scott, thanks again, man. We will be in touch. Uh, you're you're an artist and a patriot. and As well as you are, my friend. You don't get enough credit as well. You're oh, there you medium, go. But you're the same thing, man. That's why you're, I love you. You're very kind. You're very kind. We're just going to keep hustling, man. The fucking That's struggle it. is real. Don't give up the ship. <laughs> Dig it. Dig it. I, I like the interview shows. You know what? I like talking about the news, but I'm sincerely digging the internet shows. All right. So a uh, big shout out and thank you to Scott Labedo for making the time to be on the show. Let's all head over to the uh, let's all head over to the Patreon. Lots to talk about. And it wouldn't be a show if I didn't do the theme song. Dig it. Podcast. The Loftus Party Podcast. So hold on to your ass. We got more show on Patreon. Let's go. Oh, yeah. I'll see you guys over there.